your girl Danielle Denise I am back podcasting if you didn't know so this is girl what and I'm joined by one of my you know I haven't seen this person in a long time actually I was gonna say I think it's been pre there wasn't a world pandemic the last time we saw each other I don't think it existed it was definitely pre-pandemic pre-covid but he's a phenomenal manager he's out here doing big things always well, thank you. His name is Mr. Brian Salas. Yes, yes. You're going to have to tell the people what you do because you do so much. I don't even know. If you I know, can. I never know how to truly articulate all that I do. But, you know, what I'm known for is managing talent. And so I manage talent. Um, but in managing talent, I it also allows me to, you know, produce, you know, content um, for talent. Also, you know, work on music. So produce and executive produce music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I, I will consult with, you know, with and for people and companies as well as, um, just genuinely, genuinely, um, you know, help other people connect dots. I do a lot of dot connecting. Um, yes. you know, it is my, it's always a goal of mine to make sure that if I have the opportunity to put people in a, in the space that they're looking for, sometimes all we need in life is just that, that opportunity or that look. And if I have that oppor- if I have the relationship or whatnot, and I can do that for someone. I will do that, and I do it all the time. And I'll do it casual. I'll do it via social media, group chat, what have you. So I wear a lot of hats, do a lot of things, stay busy. Yes, <laughs> that's that's Mr. Salas for you. Okay, <laughs> should I call you Mr. Salas or Brian? you can call me? You can call me Mr. Salas. You can call me Brian. What do you like? It's your world. I've grown accustomed to people just calling me Salas, which okay. is interesting because that was never my intention, but I'm very comfortable with that. That's how I was introduced to you mm-hmm. as Salas. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought I, that was your whole name. Yeah, that's, everyone does. <laughs> and they'll, they'll shorten it to Sal and whatnot. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of weird to shorten my last name, but <laughs> but they don't know good. it's my last name. Right. You know, because they weren't introduced to me as my, you know, it, what happened was is most people know me and in this industry via Twitter and social media. So my Twitter handle is Salas Money. Mm. And when they meet me in real life, they just know me as Salas Money. So they just take off the money and think Salas is my name. And it's like, it is my name. It's my last name. What's funny is growing up, Money was my nickname. Okay, Money? Yeah, that was my nickname growing Big up. Money. But in the but in business and in the entertainment world, Salas is my moniker. So I just go with the flow, you know. I just... You know, if, and I, and it's worked out for me. You know, it's really I've really built a brand as being Salas. Yeah, well, listen, I'm about to call you Big Money. <laughs> a lot Big of people do Salas. when they find out that my nickname used to be Money. Then they want to call me Money. It's like no one wanted to call me Money when I first got in the business, mm. and now everyone wants to call me Money. <laughs> well, you know, because <laughs> the moves you make are Big Money moves. Yes, for your talented, um, your talent. Mm-hmm. All the talent that you work with is very lucrative and skillful people so yeah. i love that shout out to dj head that's how i met you yes so mm-hmm. i and you know i think we have beef i don't know i haven't talked to him in a minute oh has i'm not managing that <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't manage drama that's uh between y'all i um, know i know but well if you did have beef obviously i have nothing i have no idea about it because i'm here now exactly so it's totally fine <laughs> it's totally fine but how are you doing happy new year happy new year 
How long do we say Happy New Year? Because today is the 6th of, you know, January. Mm, I feel like it's a one week rule. So tomorrow's the last day we can actually, we should say it. I am. Because I'm over it by the second day of New Year. I'm actually over saying it, but everyone says it to me, so. Yeah, because I feel like it's contingent on when you see that person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, Happy New Year. I haven't seen you in hella years. So, you know, if I didn't see you until February, it's still Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) It might still be Happy New Year, but that is so long and, like, drawn out. You don't have to wait that long to say it. But I do feel like a week tops... And we're in the groove. Let's mm-hmm. get into the, you know, the fact that it is 2023. Exactly. Um, it does feel a little crazy that we are here already. Um, I will be 35 this year, which is oh. pretty nuts. And it's it's fine. It's fine. Are you okay with it? I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I had to like come to terms, but. Well, no one watching okay. this has believed that, but, you know, we'll just let <laughs> what you have that, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much. But I think, too, it's just, you know, COVID really took a toll on us where it's like the years do feel like they're just flying by. Mm-hmm. So it's really about managing your time now. I know for me, I don't really do like the whole resolution thing. I do feel like you need to just progress into each year regardless if you have a resolution or not. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing is just taking myself more seriously and like getting things done. Um, I'm starting my, my activewear line oh, okay. this year or at least developing it. Okay. Will it be launched I mean, hopefully by the end of the year, but I'll at least say I'm going to start developing it. So, okay. you know, stay tuned for that. Okay. And, you know, I'm also like a practicing dominatrix and stuff like that. Really? So, yeah. Is, is, this, is this a new thing or has this been something going on? This is new. Um, I started last year and okay. within like the last six months is where I started like really like progressing into it. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I went to a, a brunch in New York in December that was geared towards dominatrixes. and They have a dominatrix brunch? Yes. I guess everyone brunches. And you know, brunches are the thing. <laughs> we love a good brunch. But this brunch was different. I would love to see the motif of that brunch. It was, listen. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Listen, it was, it was a time, okay? So, like, we were served by all the subs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they made our food, they made our drinks, and then we got to play with them by, like, walking them on leashes beating their ass it was a whole thing it was great it's quite an engage engaging uh, brunch there oh it was very interactive mm-hmm. she uh shout out to mistress marley who hosted it and she was very like into sharing her sub she's like yeah do whatever you want to them also oh. get content if you're into like building your image online and stuff like that so i i had a ball plus i love new york anyway that's like my favorite place to be new york is a great city it is it's electric especially for dominic Schuch's brunches yeah like honestly <laughs> i'll be back for another one i'm so. sure you will <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have quite the time i did i did you see i get like i get excited yeah. talking about it i light up so and i even told my mom like mom guess what i did <laughs> she was all for it <laughs> i love that it was great. I love the support. Yeah. I love the support. So, yeah, these are like my New Year's hobbies and okay. things that I'm practicing, things that I'm just... And do and you want to see more growth in that aspect? Of, okay. All right. Okay. Totally. Totally. I'm going to... I want to make that lucrative for okay. sure. So, but it's also like, I think you have to learn and practice. Yes. For example, the shibari rope, which is like those pretty intricate knots that people be doing. That mm. is not easy. I would, so. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. Just so you know, I'm completely, you know, ignorant to a lot of the nuance of that. I mean, I understand the the broad strokes, yeah. Of it, but you know, some of the 
the jargon and the terminology. It's like, yeah, this is all new for me. Were you ever a Boy Scout? No, I was a uh, Cub Scout for. I was gonna say like a semester, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> As a kid, no. <laughs> yeah. um, for a little time. I, and I, I didn't like it. You know, my, my parents were those kind of parents. It's like, you should try X, Y, and Z. And I'm the one person in life who will tell you that I already know what I'm going to and what I'm not going to like. Like, mm. I don't have to just try things to know. I can look at something and be like, that's not for me. And my mom was like, you should try. We'll do it. And I did. And I was like, this is whack. And they were like, yeah, okay, it is kind of <laughs> whack. I was like, I know it was. I told you it was going to be whack, you know. So I did it for a short time i just don't know what the time period was and mm. i was like yeah nah. and we had to try to do the not thing i'm like yeah and nah, I'm, I'm over this so and that's why i brought it up because i feel like if you were a boy scout at least you would have a better understanding of like how these knots are done mm-hmm. because that's how the girl uh taught us mm-hmm. but it was like okay yeah i wasn't in boy scout so i'm really like it's like t- trying to learn how to tie your shoe but like in a way it's not the same and then you're also trying not to do it too tight or like hurt the person you're tying up. It's a whole thing. It's so a whole thing. I got to go back. I have to take a couple more classes before I put that on like my list of things I'm able to do to people. Okay. But but it's one of the 2023 hobbies. It's one that of the you're 20 working towards. 100. percent Got you. So you know, stay tuned for that. <laughs> I'm I'm completely tuned in. <laughs> I did not realize that was even you know on the on the menu there. So on the like, repertoire. Yeah. It's like, yes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very um, I'm in this period of like just trying anything and everything that I want to do. Yes. While I have the flexibility to do it and I still work my nine to five. I still do like things responsibly. Mm-hmm. My bills are getting paid. Don't worry about that. But I want to do these other little. How do you things. feel being so free or do you feel um, free? I mean, do you it's free because you know, it feels like you're free. It is. Okay. It is liberating every time. I talk about it mm-hmm. because like I'm not ashamed. You shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I really enjoy what we I do. We need to bring that stuff from the darkness into the light. You know, we yeah. need to because there's nothing you know wrong with it when you have people who, you know, are consenting and want to express themselves in that way mm-hmm. in a safe environment. That's a beautiful thing. I agree. You know, it's it's concerning. The, the concerns come when we're, we're hiding in the, and there's things that are happening that we're not aware of and, you know, inappropriateness or whatever it may be. So, no, we need to bring it out into the light and celebrate it and, and champion it. So. Thanks, money. Oh, I'm very, uh, well, you know, progressive, as they say, and, and sex positive. That's and good. When, um, you know, have, I have very open conversations, even with my own daughters, about things. It's like. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't want them to feel like they can't talk to me about things because. You know, life is not easy and you need to feel supported. Like you can tell your mom, right? Yeah. I want my daughters to be able to come to me and say, you know, whatever it is. And I'll be like, oh, and have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And I've told them things about, you know, when I was younger and my experiences that parents may not tell their teenage daughters. It's like, no, this is the. I remember I was wa- <laughs> I was watching a last season, not this past season of Atlanta, the season before. Okay. Right. And I don't know if you watched the show, but um, the last s- Episode. Wait, Atlanta? Atlanta, the Donald Glover show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was so, a good season, the last one. So not the, 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 the finale, but the season before where the finale was in like, uh, I think they were in Paris or whatever. That was a weird episode. And remember how the girl was talking about how she was there because. She's she, peeing on mm-hmm. somebody, yeah. So my daughters happened to kind of walk in on that episode and they didn't know the, what was, they, they had missed something, so they missed the context. Mm-hmm. So I had to explain to them what was going on and I explained to them what you know about that and then I'd explain to them oh well that's something that you know people do and they yeah. were like what it's like yeah and there's like sheets for it and all kind of, and I'm having this <laughs> whole kind of conversation with them because it's like 
well, it, it exists. I mean, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up, and you're gonna find this out later. So let's have an honest, you know, you know, conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does exist. There's people that do this. This particular gentleman wanted this girl to fly out to do it, and I think it was good to pay her whatnot. It's like you know, it happens. I said. And some are willing to do more than just pee. I mean, we had the whole conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how thorough you got. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I believe. Well, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The Internet exists. So mm-hmm. they can go find and, and stumble upon anything. Mm-hmm. But I can also just give them, like, you know, anecdotal or context to certain things. And not just, you know, they're just finding it on the on the World Wide Web and, and things like that. So, no, I it's very important to me that, you know, I have very honest dialogue with my with my babies that is beautiful honestly best dad yeah thank you best dad award <laughs> going to you right now i mean to this you know at this point my oldest daughter who's been dating this year she waited till she was 18 to start dating and that was her oh, decision wow. not mine that was completely her decision and like on her 18th birthday she's like i'm gonna go see this boy all right baby girl <laughs> I'm going to go see this boy. Don't ask questions. And I don't, Back. right? <laughs> but the thing is, is what she did was she shares her um, her location with me. That's good. That's safe. And so I don't care about the um, the curfew or anything like that because it's like, well, I know where you're at. And I told her, all I care about is if you ever need me, I can just come get you in life. Mm. Just in life. If you ever need me, I'll, I will, I'm pulling up. And so so now we, we talk about these boys and, and, and all that. And she talks to me like I'm her homegirl. She really mm. does, and and we oh be talking. God. We really just be sitting and I be listening. I was like, yeah, and she's like, she'll tell me about what she's upset about or what they the irritation. I said, well, you know, that's a guy. You know, boys are gonna be like that. They're not gonna express themselves. They're not gonna communicate well. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they don't plan dates thoroughly, and they be like, let's hang out Thursday, and that's all the thought that they've given. <laughs> that's all the thought they've given is yeah, I want to see you on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, and so you know we have these conversations <laughs> and whatnot, and she'll just sit and talk to me. And I, I love that she's comfortable enough to share that with me because it's important that she feels like she can tell me anything. Oh, wow. Salas, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's something that a lot of people don't know. As you know, with all the things that I do professionally, people don't know that I'm like a real full-time single father of like daughters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, you... Been, we had them for, you know, for, you know, full-time for 12 years now. So mm. no, th- well, 14 years now. Yeah, time has flown. <laughs> You're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you. As someone who doesn't even know her real father and then had a very estranged relationship with my stepdad who had passed about four years ago now. It's like so refreshing to hear men who are dads that are so involved with mm-hmm. their kids, especially daughters. Daughters, mm-hmm. we really do need our fathers really in do. some way, shape or form. So I think that's so beautiful to see one of the things i really did when my children were younger was i really listened to adult women talk about their childhoods Mm. that's real and when you hear adult women talk about their childhoods and what they wish they would have had and it's like oh yeah start taking notes (laughs) yeah and making sure that my daughter's got what other women don't get 100 percent. you know i'm just being and that's just being aware you know so and i was just listening and paying attention i'm like okay and so that's how I, you know, really parents is I just think about what other people wish they would have gotten when they were younger. Yeah. Bet. Yeah. You got to fill those <laughs> voids. Bet. Because it does shape their 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 adulthood. Well, the thing that we all struggle with everyday people is we're dealing with people and the byproducts of how they were raised. Mm-hmm. So if people were raised better, 
our interactions as adults would be better. <laughs> that part. That's you know? It. Yeah. And so it's like if we just raise our children better, everyone else will have a much better experience in society. This is my basic thinking. Listen, <laughs> Salas is literally a philosopher, like, but it's just common sense too. <laughs> it's like not even it is. that profound, but it's also like so refreshing to hear it. And I think a lot of people need to hear it a lot more often mm-hmm. until they get it. Until you get it. And then it's like, okay, it clicks. And then you move different, you behave different. But until then, a lot of us will just be lost souls. Yeah, you, you guys can all fight your generational mm-hmm. curses and whatnot. I'm trying to make sure mine don't have any. There you go. There you <laughs> well, at least go. from me. I can't speak for their mama. That's a whole other conversation. Well, right, because, you know, there's two parents. <laughs> yes, two so parents. <laughs> you can only do so much, but you're doing your part. I, so I try every say, day. Yeah, you can at least say, you know, I try. I do. I and try every day. That's gorgeous. I love that. Love that for you, Silas. Um, Let's get into something that... I just had to deal with because it's not the most responsible thing. I was going to go on one of these group trips this summer to okay. Bali. Ooh. Um, not cheap. Not no, cheap. These no, very trips. exotic too. Yeah. But looking at the itinerary versus like this other country that I wanted to go to, I was no longer feeling it. And so the website did say you can get your money back up to like 45 days before the trip. And this is like way more than 45 days. This trip isn't until June. But I canceled it. And not only do you lose $100 in just canceling it, you get a voucher for the rest of the money. So in total, I just lost $600. Well, I'm not happy. If you have to use your voucher. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I have to book this other trip. But then I got to commit to it now. Mm -hmm. I just hate that my money was just locked up into this this uh, travel company, though. It's the principle for me. Well, it's like, like when you give ret- it to me. when you return something to a store and they give you store credit and you want just money back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's very that, but also it's just like you also said I could get my money back up to a certain point, but you didn't say it was going to turn into a voucher. Of course, that's the fine print. That's the fine print because they did give you your money back. Oh my god, tied up, tied up, voucher into the company, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah, just just read the terms and conditions again," and I'm like. Okay, but this was so far down in those terms and conditions. And that just, you know, just reminds me, like, you really do have to read. You have to read everything. In fact, when I updated my laptop, it said you should read these terms and conditions. And I still just Oh, no one reads those. Yeah, we all, we all agree. We <sighs> because all agree. what am I going to do? What if I say no? Are you going to lock up my computer? You know what I mean? Exactly. No, you're going to say yes. And you're not the first person to have canceled a trip and be stuck with a voucher no, I and whatnot. And they're hoping you'll never use that voucher. So make it a point to use that voucher. I have to. Mm-hmm. I have to. Because if not, they just pocketed your 600 My money. And that's not okay. That money could have gone to a bill or anything else. <laughs> so maybe I'll go to Thailand. That was the other trip that they had okay. available. So. Yeah. Thailand is beautiful. You should have Well, that's I've seen pictures. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You had me a believer. I'm like, yeah. well, tell me more. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Just like, you know. Mm. Okay, let's get back into what I did have. Because I want to talk about one of my favorite shows, White Lotus. Yes. You watched I did watch. Two. I did watch season two, yes. Did you watch season one? Yes, and I felt like I watched season one late mm-hmm. for when it came out watched it binged it in you know a couple of days was like what i find interesting with the show mm-hmm. is i like it so so you know I, i'm a fan of the show and whatnot great show and i think it's you know it's a comedic show but not every episode is 
ha 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 funny, no. but it's so interesting and you're so you know they you're pulled in mm-hmm. and there might be a scene that's funny and whatnot, but it's like, okay, but what's gonna go on in the next one? So it's so well written and developed and whatnot. Um and I thought it was a very interesting take that for season two, it's a completely different location and storyline. So it's not like they mm-hmm. stay with the same, you know, location and then just have a new cast. It's like, no, we're going Somewhere someplace else. else. So it's almost like a standalone yeah. um season, standalone show each season and whatnot, which is a very difficult um thing to tackle. And I thought it was done mm. very well. I like that. I actually like the fact that it doesn't have to connect or it doesn't really connect to the first season except for Tanya's story. And everybody else was just brand new mm-hmm. and disconnected from the first season all the way. But I did like the fact that I think the connection here is the resorts. Yes. The resorts are still like the hub for all of these wild deranged people. <laughs> and I think that's what I loved about it most. It's always these white families that are just deranged and crazy on vacation. And I, I guarantee you there's somebody because even the first season I was able to pinpoint like people I know who act like that mm-hmm. in a vacation setting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that's where it's funny because it's like, oh, no, these are real behaviors mm-hmm. and behavioral issues that people have. And it's like it's almost like they disregard the fact that they're in a different country. They're still privileged. Yes. They're still entitled and they feel like they're supposed to have it all because they're paying all this money. Forgetting that, you know, I mean, Italy has money, but like, as you saw when they went to that other island with Tanya and Portia and the mm-hmm. gays, they said they don't have any money. They live in this beautiful castle and like villa, but there's no money. Yeah. So yeah there's yeah. No And money. there's no way to make money. No way to make money. There's like no like, you know, infrastructure there. Mm-mm, not to make like six figures, Mm-mm. maybe just to get by. But that is like the state of the rest of the world when you leave here, mm-hmm. like the States. So, and I had like a similar issue, or not issue, but like I went on vacation with uh, my roommate, my mom, and one of my homegirls in Paris. And I love my homegirl to death. Please don't kill me. But she was wild on that trip. Like, she was so entitled. And we had some issues at the restaurant because she was trying to, like, you know how people want to, like, substitute things and, like, Mm -hmm. alter the the meal somehow. Like, Mm -hmm. can you, instead of doing this, do this? And they're like, we aren't even going to bother speaking English right now. And two, no. Like, a lot of times it was just no. And so a lot of the times we had a we had two very dramatic dinners. Dramatic. <laughs> dramatic. Like one of them was like, let's just leave because either they're going to fight or kick us out. Something bad is going to happen. Wow. It got to those levels of just like um, dramatic. Heat. I would it have was, loved to have seen this. It had to be so uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and so and imagine your mom being one of the people there. She's not the, even the problem, but she's like grabbing me under the table. Like, if you don't talk to your friend, mm-hmm. I will. Like, my mom was about to turn into mom for all of us. And so I had to just be the bigger person and just pull my friend aside. Like, hey, girl, we can't act like this out here. We don't even like we don't belong here. One, two. In Paris, I really feel like they just hate Americans. They just yeah. hate us. And fine. I get it. But also. They're not going to, you know, bow down to us in a way where it's like, whatever you want. They're not going to roll out the red carpet. You're in their country. And I do feel like in any country you go to, you just have to have that respect of at least trying to understand what they're where they're coming from or just realizing they're not going to make accommodations and then just move accordingly. 
So I had to like break this all down to her outside this restaurant and like she's crying and I'm about to cry because I'm just like, oh my God, this oh, is not what, how the trip's supposed to go. Was she defensive or was she able to receive? Oh, it was first defense mm-hmm. because she just felt so disrespected and she's just like, I just wanted to, I think the issue the second time was like she was trying to take her food to go and they just wouldn't let her and I couldn't remember why. But it was like a whole back and forth that got really heated. And so I had to pull her aside like, hey, girl, we can't just be arguing with people. And like, I don't want anyone to get in trouble or locked up Mm -hmm. because like, how do we I don't know how to handle it. I don't. So it's like, I just want us to be safe. I want us to have a good time. Like I had to just break it down to a point where it was like, it's not that, you know, you're doing I mean, you're doing something wrong, but it's not like you're wrong. It was it was it was hard to like break it down but i think i broke it down to where she understood because after that we finally had a good trip okay even though we only had like two days left <laughs> but it was such a lesson learned mm-hmm. and i think tying that back into white lotus you see all of those things yes all of those things where it's like you can be put into dangerous situations um you have to be just aware of where you're at and who you're going on vacation with um for example the two couples that were together yeah Wow, that looked so miserable. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think one of the things that vacationing will do to a relationship is apply pressure to the worn threads yeah. of the relationship. 100%. Because there is no escape. So you like when you're home and you're in, and you're in a relationship that's not going that's going through a rough phase, you have work mm-hmm. and other and friends and you have just you, you can like get away. On the on that trip, it's like I'm looking at you 24 seven for seven days mm-hmm. and whatnot, and we have some issues that we're not talking about, and now it's being exposed because there's no other distraction and whatnot, and so especially the you know the you know the the couple of the guy who just you know I don't know anyone's names I don't remember anyone of the characters' names but um, the guy who just sold his company right the dark haired guy with uh, Aubrey Plaza Harper. yeah okay yeah Ethan Harper you know. Their issue, they just had, what's what's funny about their relationship was it wasn't, it was very common to a lot of relationships as far as, mm-hmm. you know, as they grow, you've been together, you've gotten a little disconnected and whatnot. Because the thing that they weren't doing, they just weren't talking about, they just weren't talking about things. Period. They just, they just weren't, weren't talking. talking about things mm-hmm. and having really uncomfortable conversations about, you know, I like to have sex in the morning. You don't have to like, you know, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. And and they just weren't having those conversations and whatnot. And then he just made a bunch of money selling his company. And, you know, so she's trying to figure out, you know, what does that look like for us and all these other things. And then, you know, the other couple was like, they know what they're doing. They're together. They mm-hmm. cheat on each other. Mm-hmm. They love each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's the it the the wife knows what it is, the guy knows what the husband knows what it is. You know what I'm saying? Man. And you know they and they keep it very like basic. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's good, but it, they seem to be okay with that. Yes. You know they seem to be okay with that. Well, I'll just say the wife just she has it down. Mm-hmm. She has it down. The husband, I don't know. I think his name is Cameron. I yeah. think the part that like shocked me a little bit was the fact that i realized that the kids probably aren't his oh i missed that really i missed that if that's the case i i missed whatever that whatever whatever you saw yeah i missed that i didn't see that so okay so it's the part where okay remember when harper uh what is her name that's gonna drive me nuts let me look up the cast real quick so i can get some context i never remember characters names from anything that i watched (laughs) i'd just be watching it I feel you. And then I just move on. 
<laughs> and when I remember everything, I just don't remember like who, 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 just the characters. I remember the actors, like their 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 governments. Yeah, like I can remember the the government name, Megan Faye. What was her character? Well, Megan. We'll just call her Megan. But yeah, so Megan and Aubrey. That's her real names. Mm-hmm. So the part where I think it was the day where, you know, Aubrey, Aubrey was like fed up and they she got like super drunk from the wine tasting that they went on. And then okay. they went to dinner and then it was just the girls at the end of it. Megan's character was like basically insinuating like I have this trainer. He mm-hmm. makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. And, you know, I see him when Cameron's not around. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, here, take a look. And then the photo was of the kids. And she, Aubrey was like, well, these are the photos. These are your kids. And she's like, oops. And then doesn't say anything. It just takes the phone back. Fast forward to the very last episode where she's on, Megan's on the phone with the kids. Like, oh, we're coming back tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, Cameron, Cameron. Like you saw her, like you hear her yelling and you just see Cameron just really rigorously flossing his teeth like he was like irritated of hearing her voice and I think it was because he probably knows don't those aren't his kids and like even the way she says like <laughs> Cam like she doesn't say like yeah let me get daddy to talk to you you know how like, you'll <laughs> say that <laughs> she didn't say that she was like here's Cameron and it's like well you've completely blown my mind I right didn't, now listen I did not I did not pick up what they were putting down, if that's what they were putting down. I think that's what they were putting down. <laughs> I mean, I, I got that she says, you know, she has this, you know, this, you know, affair this with trainer. the Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's and, I, and I just left it at that, and I just moved on. The kid, oh. I think the kids are <laughs> the trainers as well. But you can just see, like, she plays a game. Mm-hmm. It's very psychological because she knows Cameron is very... Uh, well powerful but also like he can't deal with like being abandoned in a way yes. i think she said that in an episode so she does those little things where it's like i'm just gonna go take off and stay in this whole other city <laughs> for mm-hmm. a night and you're just gonna have to deal with it and like all those little things like when she was saying like oh yeah i slept with such and such and the camera was like oh you little slut but i think she really did sleep with such and such just like how she slept with Aubrey's man because she took him over to that little island. You don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, that is that is a whole lifestyle for some people. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. I'm 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 replaying a lot of that in my head right now. It's like, yeah. okay. no, she was she is a monster, <laughs> but she also has it together. Like she was very, I would say, transparent. Mm hmm without even saying it directly like she said everything she did to everybody yeah like she was just like you know i just i just deal with it i do whatever i have to do to make myself feel better is what she said a lot there's people that move like that in relationships Mm -hmm. in life and those people are kind of kind of scary yeah kind of scary yeah no you're really i'm really stuck over here Think rethinking some of those conversations and in, in those in those interactions, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I didn't see, quite see all of that, but I think you're right. <laughs> rewatch, I would say, just rewatch the last episode because you can just hear it mm-hmm. in her voice where she's just like yelling at him, and you can see it in his face where he's just like, oh, like I don't want to do it, like I don't want to talk to these children. <laughs> And I feel like, like, let's say their storyline continue on. 
I do think that like the other couple, Aubrey and or Ethan and Harper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they would prop that 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 energy probably rubs off on them, and they might start carrying themselves in such a way where it's like. See, I I, I don't know. I took it the actual opposite. I think they looked at that other couple as the mirror, and they don't want to. Do and they're it. like, we're not going to be them. And I think that's what that scene of them making love and whatnot was. It was like reconnecting to who we are. And we're not going to be that. I I feel you. I felt that way at first. But then, I don't know. I feel like as soon as they go back home, who knows? Well, that's just how you feel about love. I know. Maybe it's me. <laughs> that's you Maybe projecting your, your you know, how you feel about relationships. They, they gave you a, you know, happily ever after ending. You're like, yeah, I don't buy it. I don't. Because, <laughs> you know, vacations are very, like, that's what a vacation is. It just takes you away from reality for a minute. You know, a lot of times when you go back home, all of that energy, I mean, it shouldn't, but sometimes it does. It just comes back where it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I've never been on like a vacation with my partner. And then like, let's say we had some issues going into the vacation and then come back out of it resolved. Well, you're not. You're not. Yeah. You should never (laughs) go on a vacation with issues thinking the vacation is going to be the thing that fixes exactly you know it, it's not like you have to you have to fix things go on vacation to reconnect yes. and then come back but do the work before because the vacation itself is it's not be gonna bullshit yeah it's not gonna you know like you said because you haven't done any of the real work and then you're gonna come back to reality and it's like oh yeah i still got beef with you i still got beef, right <laughs> i that's that'll be me unfortunately like i already know coming back i'm gonna have some more questions mm-hmm. that i didn't address on vacation because we were what on vacation you were on vacation and you don't want to ruin vacation you're trying to enjoy it exactly exactly Mm -mm. but that show is phenomenal no i had one question for you because yes just as a question and i i just have and i haven't had a chance to talk to anyone about this so the storyline with the um uh the youngest that 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 young son of the of the three italian guys right oh the granddad dad yeah and the son right Mm -hmm. and then he starts dating the the prostitute and Mm -hmm. whatnot um and then he gets her some money and then she ends up you know like leaving the night the, the, the night before whatever mm-hmm. in your opinion she's a prostitute she you know she has to do what she has to do yeah. do you think she actually had real feelings for him or was she really just he was just a john and that was just a long play a john yes john so um i think it's both i do think okay. like working girls can catch feelings i mean that's not uncommon but I do think she was working the entire time. She was working the entire family, the whole family. They deserved every dollar that they got. I was, if anything, I was proud. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. look at them go. They just, and what was funny is like the focus was on the dad. It was really his dad's call girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, he scheduled mm-hmm. the visit, mm-hmm, everything. Everything. And, and he set them up like, you know what? Here's the key. Here's, you could stay here. Just kind of be out of the way. But once the son got into the mix, it got tricky. Yeah, very tricky. He's younger, he's more impressionable and clearly well, and, open. And he's also, you know, really the opposite of his dad. You know, he's caring. Yes. You know, I mean, but also naive. Well, he's naive. <laughs> but it, like but you know, he's gonna see the best in somebody. Yeah. You know, and that's that's being naive. But it's because, you know, he's he and he himself is not so uh you know, he, he he hasn't been, he's not so cynical. No, he's not cynical. But because I think all those moments, like when they were out with the girls or the girl and 
when she ran into her dude or whoever he was mm -hmm. and all those like negative interactions really made him feel like I have to save her. Yes. I have to save her from this environment. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And it worked. It worked. I think that whole thing was just, but a you don't, you, well, you think those were, okay. You was a setup. So you don't think those were just, um, I don't think they were, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just, you know, certainly, I mean, not circumstances. Uh, yeah. Like aggressive, mm -hmm. like, circumstances of no no the word i'm looking for uh you know just by happenstance they just happened to run into her mm -hmm. pimp or anything like that you don't think that it was just it was all kind of a setup mm -hmm. i think it was a setup okay i think it was coincidence that's the word jesus coincidence. coincidence you don't think that it was a coincidence okay no no because it's like of course her her dude her pimp or whatever is going to be around i think she knew that if anything it's like they didn't know that they didn't know how she worked but that's just me. You know what's funny is, in retrospect, I wish I could have watched the whole season with you. I know. I wish I recapped it. Because. Episode by episode. You have a different eye <laughs> based off of your, you know, experiences as a woman and whatnot. <laughs> I'm not just a, as a woman, just, you know, the things that you're, you know, you're open to and whatnot. And you just see things. Yes. And, you know, now here or I'm a guy. I'm like, oh, you know. And I'm like, hmm. I didn't even consider that. Listen, <laughs> you, listen, you might actually be, and I'm not debating you. I'm like, you actually might be right. I just didn't even think of. Give me a whole nother perspective okay. of this show. So she was definitely working him the whole time. I feel bad for the young man. I think she was working him. I do think she was catching feelings too. Because I think we do see a scene where she's like, oh, I really do like him, but. Yeah. You know. Th well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, genuine feelings are still there. And I know in that type of work it is tricky because yeah you can just like keep it real professional and that's what it could have been and that would have been the dad only mm -hmm. as you can see like the dad was a, a whole setup he set up the stuff they were there and then they left when it came to the son it was like i think she knew she was taking a risk it was a big gamble to mess with the son because if the dad didn't give him money mm -hmm. she wouldn't have gotten it she mm -hmm. wouldn't have gotten anything. And it was like, wow, I just I just fucked him for like two nights and now I get nothing. That It could have gone left, but it didn't. <laughs> it didn't it at didn't. all. And that's because he was such a good person mm -hmm. and so so caring and thoughtful. And then, you know, the dad is also feeling remorse because he's been cheating on his wife forever. And he's like, oh, I want the wife back. But I don't think that's going to change his behavior either when they go back home. Unfortunately, so, no. I mean, you know, as no. old as he is. <laughs> no, he's not going to change. And even the granddad, like they're well, all. Well, he's the problem. It starts, with, it starts with him. <laughs> it literally is a lineage mm -hmm. of the same guy. And you saw at the very end, like when they're leaving the airport and there's a cute girl that walked by, they mm -hmm. all look mm -hmm. because they don't know any better. But here's That's the it. thing. They all look, but I think they look for, they're looking at them for different reasons. You think so? 100%. Hundred percent. <laughs> what is okay, the reason so if it's not like oh she's beautiful? <laughs> well, it's not that. You see, the old man is the old man, and so you know he's just you know he's just a dirty old man. He's just he's a dirty old man, yeah. exactly. And and for him, it's 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 just about sex. the The son, it's it's regretful sex. Mm, okay. He has a problem, mm -hmm. and he's like, I have a problem. And it's because of you, but I have a problem and I need to fix this. But he's not doing any of the work to fix it. No. The son isn't them. He actually sees the woman for the woman and the beauty of the woman and, mm -hmm. wants, and wants to be with the woman. Because you have to remember, he was trying to be with Tanya's assistant. Portia. 
You know what I'm saying? But also for the reason, because remember when he was talking to Portia at the pool and she was like, what kind of girls do you like? And he was like, I like pretty broken birds or some shit like basically saying like i like the girl who needs me or needs help or whatever and that's why the the call girl it was perfect for him got everything but that doesn't mean that he looks at her the same way the dirty old man looks at her okay that's what i'm saying fair you know i think he looks at her you're a broken bird and he would be i think he would commit his whole life to one broken bird that's true his dad and his grandfather are incapable (laughs) yeah of doing that yeah. And the granddad has no remorse. Nope. Cheated on his his you know his wife all the thinking that you know no one was paying attention and the dad was like we all knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 son at least has the remorse of yeah I've been cheating on my wife and she should want to leave me and I need to get her back and whatnot. He had, and then you know and then the the grandson is like what's wrong with you two? Yeah. So you know they're trending better. As there's more of them, but you know, but no, it was it was definitely a very interesting, you know, storyline, and I was wondering, just you know, how did that the, did the prostitute did she really like have feelings? Was she working? And you're just saying it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both, but she won. <laughs> she came what? up. She came up. Because that's a hell of a wire to do in a, another. Was it like country. fifty racks? Fifty k. 50k plus she got Cameron to pay her back. Remember mm-hmm. they. Uh, messed with them at one point but he was short and she was just on mm-hmm. his head every night like mm-hmm. like i see you and i know that's what they would have to do because you know you're dealing with tourists and people who are from out of town thinking like oh you know i won't see him again i can just get away with it she was on her p's and q's okay she is not new to this she was seasoned mm-hmm. <laughs> no no she was not if anything, it was her friend who. Her was friend like was new. yeah, and she wasn't really into she it. She wasn't. She was just trying to sing. She wanted <laughs> she to sing. Just want to sing at the piano. But what's funny is how they both used the power of their sexuality. Yes. To get what they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, because you know the friend who wanted to sing, you know, she did what she did to the to the original singer and whatnot, you know, poisoned him, poisoned him, even though it was inadvertent, still poisoned him. Yeah. And then used and then had sex with the. You know the oh, the manager, the manager, yeah, who was a closeted, you know, lesbian, lesbian. and whatnot, mm-hmm. and used that against her. I mean, not against, but I would, yeah, I was gonna say, I wouldn't even say against her. If anything, she kind of helped her kind of come out a little bit. Like she was like, I can help you find. But here's the thing: is the 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 resort manager wanted to have a relationship. She did, she and so on. so she did use it against her. It's like, I know you're gay. I'm gonna have sex with you and whatnot. I'm not gay, but I want to sing in your bar. <laughs> and but I like the the communication. She was mm-hmm. very clear. She was clear. It still hurt the other woman's feelings. It's like uh, you I see, her feelings were hurt every second because she liked that other girl too, who didn't even girl. like her at all. So who, she was who just, was secretly like engaged or something like that to one of the other employees. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, girl, like you're gonna have to stop falling in love so fast. God, mm-hmm. what a show! What a show! I you know definitely layered. And so and very interested to see if they bring back a season three and, and how they do that. You know, the first two seasons are so good. It's got to be a whole new. Ca- I wouldn't be mad if they brought back Tanya somehow because I feel like she went out sad. I mean, she went out with a bang, but also it's just like, damn, she had to fall off the boat. <laughs> there were stairs on the back of that boat. She could have went down. I know she wasn't. But it was in her so. Right mind. It was so typically her to like. Yeah. Why make this harder than it needs to be? Yeah. Why? Right. Why? <laughs> you literally just killed everybody on the boat, and why are you yeah. making this so hard to like escape? He 
did. <laughs> like, no one's alive. You don't have to rush anything. No, no. But I can understand the panic, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, damn, I, I just killed everybody. <laughs> Somebody did jump off the boat and lived. So I was like, okay, this, this might not end well. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I mean, I kind of laughed, but I was also like, damn, this is how she goes. Because I really thought it was going to be Cameron. I thought someone else was going to go. Cameron yeah, that was going to be Cameron. Or and I think Ethan. that's the couple that they bring back. Probably. I'm not mad at that either. They're a crazy couple. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Portia again. She was actually irking my nerves quite a bit because she was just so naive. And, like, she was all in with this boy. You know, let me tell you something. I want to tell you something as a guy, as a, as a genuinely nice guy and okay. whatnot. I'm glad things happened to Portia the way they happened to her. <laughs> I felt like she deserved that. Because there was okay. a genuinely nice guy who was showing interest. His problem was he was boring. He was boring. Girls don't like the boring nice guy. They like a guy with a little, you know, pizzazz. Wait, and... the, the grandson? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The grandson? Yes, you're right. Because she he, was... He was boring. He was too nice. He was too eager. And but... she wanted the... Mm-hmm. She wanted and the, the other guy boy. showed, you know, he was the bad boy. He was, you know, had that bad boy energy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, you know, he's having sex with the... The uncle. <laughs> To oh pay my God. to pay his, I mean, and that's not his uncle. That's just the thing that they're saying because that's how he pays, that's how he affords to, you know, exist and whatnot. He has to pay that off, so he fucks him, you know, mm. <laughs> every however often and whatnot, and doesn't have any money, so he has to like, you know, dine and dash and. Yeah, that right. All of that was so much, was and like, it was God. like, and I'm glad she experienced that. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, karma. That's all it was. It was karma. Because I think that happens with women. A, a nice young man presents themselves, and you guys are like, he's boring. Yeah, I guess He's a good wrong. friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's all a good right. friend. All right, so you know, have nice. him come hang shelves in your apartment or whatnot. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Sally, she's really loud right now. And I like that. I was like, yeah, fuck her. Portia was irritating, though. I mean, you're not wrong. She was, like, so disinterested with uh, the grandson. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, oh, like, he's not trying anything. She wanted him to just, like, take her and stuff. And he he didn't do it because he's not that type. He's just not that type. But then it was just like... I mean, even in another country, I mean, I've had my fair share of just like having fun, but it was also like, I knew when to come back and I wouldn't want to be gone that long in another area away from my, uh, I guess she was an assistant. So that wasn't even like her mom Mm -mm. or a relative. And then it just got so weird (laughs) and she was just so calm. And I was just like, girl, where are your spidey senses? They should be kicking in right now. She's just like, oh, where's my phone? Oh, oh, like it's just like so aloof. She, and she did not want to accept what was right in front of her. It's like, this is a problem. This is a red flag. This is a red flag. Blaring, just a siren. Just and you are looking off. at the red flag and you're and you're trying to decipher the color. But is it crimson red? Is it? It's red. <laughs> that, that was the thing is that she wouldn't look at it. It's like, that's a red flag. Right. She, she wasn't. And then she survives after all that mm-hmm. by the grace of. The, the guy's good heart i guess i don't know but, yeah um yeah shout out to her and then her and the grandson reuniting and exchanging numbers mm-hmm. which i took that as like just in case cops come for me because i don't know what she thought par- uh tanya was at because <laughs> she's like she's not here but i don't know her whereabouts 
I too would probably exchange numbers. I don't think we would have talked for real, but at least I'd have just in case. Well, I think from a suspect <laughs> from from the show's perspective, right? Just being as like obvious, I think it was like, oh, you were really nice to me. I left that you. I didn't accept that. Went this other direction. Mm-hmm. That was a disaster. So what were you talking about again? I think she's willing to kind of like come back because you know she had such a bad experience that I think she's now willing to. That's true too. You know. That's true too. I guess it could re- reignite a flame. And you know, I think she lives in like San Francisco. He lives in LA. Like you know. So. Oh, I didn't realize the logistics. I think there was some logistics there that could work if I remember. Yeah. So that's how I kind of took it. Imagine the next season; it's them two on a trip. Oh my god, that's gonna be really on their honeymoon. Ooh, they're they're married. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd get that far, but it would be. Oh, a they'd fun... make that bad decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for season three. I hope it comes sooner than later because the show is phenomenal. I do hate that it's so short; it's only like eight episodes yeah. every time. But they're very impactful episodes. There's a lot going it on. It does feel like it's a longer series, but it is just eight episodes. It's but there's so eight. much in each episode. Mm-hmm. So much to unpack. But shout out to Mike White. Mm-hmm. He's killing it. Great show. Let's get into you. Okay. Let's get into some health, health and wealth. So Mr. Salas here has had cancer. Yes. And how is this wasn't too long ago. No, this was basically 2020. 2020. At yes. the top of it or So what happened? <laughs> Usually I'm saying I'm 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 laughing is uh, late 2019. Mm-hmm. Um I was experiencing some very severe uh, abdominal pains. And uh, to give you like an idea of the kind of pain it was kind of like it's kind of like a trapped gas. So, you know, we've all had that trapped okay. gas and then we're able to then like re- relieve that gas and then we feel better, right? Well, sure. this was trapped gas that never would go away. Okay. Um, and it would hurt for a while and then it would, then the pain would sub- subside. But when it was there, it would just be there for however long it was going to be there and whatnot. And it would be uh, tremendous pain. And, um, and I actually have a very high tolerance for pain and whatnot but this was like whoa this really hurts Mm. so i noticed it in late 2019 but i was being a man and wasn't going to do anything (laughs) about it because it's like this will just pass Mm -hmm. um come january 2020 i'm like yo this is not passing i probably should do something so um make an appointment to see a doctor um but you know because you can never just get an appointment soon with doctors anymore. It was like a month out. So it was like I didn't go to the doctor until February. Mm. Go to the doctor in February of 2020, explain these pains. They're like, ooh, I don't know what it could be. You know, it could be this, it could be that. Um, There were some things that they wanted me to do um, to check certain things, like, you know, if I was anemic or anything like that. And I was a man, and I didn't do any of that stuff. You know, I just was. Naturally. (laughs) Just wait until the last minute. Yeah, and so I, I'm not doing anything and whatnot. We go as a as a world into um, quarantine March of of that year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for March, April, I'm home like everybody else, still experiencing these 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 pains and whatnot. Um, but thinking nothing of it. Uh, and just you know, 
just and you know we're also you know we're dealing with covid and all these other things what's the world gonna be when when can i get back to work it's all these things you know you're thinking about a lot was happening yeah we come we we come out of that fake we you know that fake quarantine we come out in like mayish you know where we're like because remember the weather was so good and we're like we're good we're trying to be back outside <laughs> yeah you right but we're a little early mm-hmm. so i'm so may early may 2020 i go uh to the studio and i'm not feeling great but i hadn't eaten all day so i stopped got myself something to eat got like a burger or something um going to the studio and, and in the particular studio they had just repainted all of the common lounge areas right mm-hmm. um they didn't tell us and so, you know, it's really strong and fumey and whatnot. So we're like, oh, we're not going to be able to work. The fumes are too much. I'm not feeling good. So me and the the people that were going to be in the studio, we went into the parking lot just to kind of like, we didn't know what we were going to do, but we were just kind of hanging out, talking shit and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I ate my, my, my food and I was feeling lightheaded. I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I felt like, you know, I was thirsty or something. And then next, you know, I, I faint. Hmm face plant right into the ground bam oh wow i've never fainted before and let me tell you that feeling it was the that that in between feeling you're in it was like the best i've ever felt in my life i was like oh. so, so weightless i had no worries and because i was like you know on like the other end yeah <laughs> but i just felt amazing and they were like they're all panicking i'm like no nah, i'm good i'm good <laughs> I, mean, obviously I wasn't because it was so euphoric i was like oh my mm. god finally like peace right <laughs> so they revive me and whatnot and everyone's is you know tripping and whatnot it's like no i'm good i'm good and they're like no we, you know you should go to the hospital i was like i just fainted i'm dehydrated i just need just give me some water mm-hmm. so i was in north hollywood and i live in long beach so no one wanted me to drive home i said i'll be good i'll be good i don't know why everyone was tripping mm-hmm. i stayed you know a little longer you know and then i drove myself home um I think I casually mentioned it to my family. It's like, oh, yeah, I fainted. They're like, hmm. Not good. Not good. <laughs> so a couple months, not a couple weeks pass, and I'm like, yeah, I probably should go to the doctor. I haven't been to the doctor since, I think, before quarantine or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go to the doctor late May. And they were they every time I would go in, they would they would test they would take blood and and run a, run a blood test before the doctor would come in. So I had a session with one of my producers lined up after that. Um, so I'm sitting in there. The doctor comes in, and I want to get back to trying to figure out what's going on with my stomach and and whatnot. Try to like you know troubleshoot it. Yeah. And the first thing she says is, "You need to leave here right now. Go to the hospital and get a blood transfusion." You're so anemic. You're on the verge of a heart attack. Oh my God. And I'm like, nah, I feel fine. You're being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I'm thinking, gosh. it was like a Thursday, right? And I'm thinking, oh, shoot, all right. Something else I got to do. I was like, all right, I'll go this weekend and, you know. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll Because I'm going to go to this session. Like, anyone who knows me knows that I work. I have a tremendous work ethic. Yeah. I work through everything, you know. And so I'm like, all right. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'll go this weekend and get a blood transfusion, and you know. <laughs> Like it's just I'll put it on the calendar. Yeah, literally and I'll get to it. And what ended up happening is I'm sitting there right, and I'm thinking about that, and she's trying to impress upon me the importance of <laughs> the situation. Yeah. It's like you're tripping, right? And I remember having a thought, and it was the most sobering thought I've ever had, and it was the thought of if I'm wrong, 
my daughters are going to grow up without me. Mm. And I thought, that's nothing but ego. Mm-hmm. Go to the hospital. And that's literally what it was. It was the thought of my children not having me because I was being, my ego was too big to just take care of myself. Sure. And so I went to the hospital and sure enough, you know, I needed to get some blood. So while I was in the hospital waiting, um, they ran a CT scan and, and did a few other things and realized, there's a chance that this could be cancer. I was like, ooh, wow. let's hope it's not. So they're like, well, you know, let's get a colonoscopy. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, let's schedule it for a colonoscopy. So I had the colonoscopy in, in June of that year. And they were like, yeah, this is ooh. probably cancer. So I I remember the day I would, the, the, um, the doctor who gave me the colonoscopy called me. It was, uh, july 1st and the reason why i remember it so vividly is during uh covid right remember mm-hmm. every month when we would start that month there would be these memes like okay may don't act up like april or you know what i'm saying or don't be like in july i remember waking up and seeing that july meme and then like an hour later i get a call about i have cancer <laughs> it's like Ugh. oh so july is just gonna just be worse than everything else right so they're wow. like yeah you're gonna have cancer so you have to you know go see a an oncologist and and all that. So yeah. fast forward, I end up um, seeing an oncologist. Yeah, you have colon cancer. Um, what stage? They didn't tell me. Oh, but they were felt like based on the the the, the test and the scan that it was like um, surgery would would take care of it. Okay. So I had a had surgery mid August, um, and the surgery took a little longer because it ended up being stage three. Okay. So it was larger than they thought. So it took them longer to 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 remove it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the idea was that I wouldn't need to do chemo. The concern was because it was so big that I might have some microscopic cells left. Mm. Let's do twelve rounds of chemo just to take care of those, so that I would truly be good going forward. So September of that year, twenty twenty. I started my chemo um, journey that was like six months, which took me through to March of 2020, early March of 2021. And then mm. um, had another CT scan and they were like, you look good. Cancer looks like it's gone. You're cancer free and whatnot. So that was kind of like my time period. So like, let's say October 2019 to March 2021 is when I was really like dealing with it. Wow. And see, that's crazy because that's the whole time I haven't seen you. And so I didn't see until what last year or so when you started talking about it. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. no one knew. No one knew. I yeah, didn't tell. You kept it on the low. I kept it on the low. I didn't tell anybody. And, and the reason why I didn't tell anybody was one, I have I was given a tremendous prognosis. Mm-hmm. They were like, you look like you're going to be good just with surgery. So I'm like, OK. So they, I didn't. I wasn't given a prognosis of, you know, that I needed to have fear. Yeah. The other thing, too, is when you tell people things in life, you give them the opportunity to then re- to then respond. So if you tell someone, I've been diagnosed with cancer, the first thing is they're going to th- they're going to have fear for your life. It's going to be a lot of worrying. And it's like, all right. And I don't <laughs> I don't need that energy. Right. I need to focus and lock in on my health. Mm. I need to focus and lock in. And so. I didn't tell anybody. I told literally a handful of people. Like there was family members that didn't know. Mm, okay. You know, like just you know, just my immediate family knew. My like um, clients didn't. Some of my clients didn't know. Just like my immediate little circle. Yeah. And so, 
you know, I just locked in and 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 I was lucky enough that it was also during quarantine, so I didn't have to see anybody either. <laughs> <laughs> I had this I had this very valid excuse. Even when people were like were like starting to get out and when I was like, Oh, you know, COVID, I'm gonna be home yeah. and whatnot. So but I worked that that whole entire time. That whole entire time I was taking phone calls, taking Zooms. No one knew what, what I was going through at all. Um Wow. And then on my birthday of 2021 so my birthday is in april mm-hmm. um that's when i you know made the announcement of you know what i had been going through and whatnot and that i was cancer free and and i kind of like opened up and i've i've always been willing to talk about it i just didn't talk about it while i was dealing with it gotcha. but post i'll talk about it you know i you know and and it, it i know that it's you know i've had people dm me you know thanking me for my testimony and whatnot because they're going through similar things the same thing yeah. and whatnot um and so I'm always willing to, you know, you know, to talk about it. I'm so, you know, very blessed. You know, before I started uh, chemo, Chadwick Boseman had died of the same thing. Mm, and God. it was so, I never understood and recognized how the rest of my the people that knew were going through because I was so locked in that I'm good. But my ex-wife called me the day Chadwick Boseman died. We don't get along like that. I mean, we're cool. We're cool, but. We don't get around. Right. We don't be talking about the even, phone. Even when we have kids, like, we don't. Right. And she called me crying. Oh, wow. Really, as, you know, wanting to, you know, she wanted assurances that I was okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I was trying to figure out why are you calling me, you know? Like, mm. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, you know, I just got to go do the chemo thing and, and whatnot. And so, um, you know, in looking back, I didn't allow myself probably for the better to understand what everyone else was going through mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um because that way i could just focus even when i talked to my mom about it she's still very distraught over what i went through and i'm thinking really you saw me the whole time and i'm good but she's like but you're my you know you're my child and it's like yeah you're right like i don't think of that and you're an only child. I'm an only child. So that is a big deal, mm-hmm. mom. And we're very close. You know, you have to understand my mom had me when she was 17. Okay. So like we've we're like very very close. Yeah. Um but I forget that I'm a child cuz mm-hmm. I'm so focused on being a dad that I forget that I'm still a child. And a grown man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're still I'm mommy's still someone, baby. I'm still someone's <laughs> child, someone's baby, right? And yeah. so I'm thinking, "Oh, I was good." Like and I'm also one of those people like I'm good. You don't have to worry about me, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, in retrospect, I realized that, you know, uh, I didn't allow, I didn't allow myself to really understand the depths that everyone else was dealing with that, you know? So, but, you know, I feel great now. Um, just had another uh, CT scan like a couple weeks ago. Still good. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is so much to be going through, though. Like, during the pandemic, that's such a wild time already. This it is. This is such a layered experience. And, you know, it's crazy as this is going to sound. I'm glad it happened then. In a way, yeah, because you were able to stay at home, mm-hmm. heal. Mm-hmm. You probably could have done a better job healing by not working. Mm-hmm. But you said you just like to work. I, work I was going to work regardless. Is it's yeah. my work ethic. Is you just you <laughs> what I know how to turn it off. <laughs> but I feel like, okay, so does that change, like, how you take care of yourself now do you ever have any moments where you know you take breaks or anything when your health maybe isn't a hundred percent if i'm gonna be honest with you i'm no. gonna say no Absolutely. but but <laughs> something recently changed in my life okay 
last year, uh, 2022, it's hard to remember it's last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, last week of like September, first week of, of October, I had to go to Va- uh, not Va- I had to go to Atlanta for a week mm-hmm. um, for a couple of things, a couple of my clients, and I was there. Um, and when I came back, for some reason, I wasn't as physically active in work. Like when I'm being my physically active, normally like I have meetings, I got to drive all around town, go from this place to that place to that, you know, and, you know, I have these long marathon days. And from basically the last three months of the year, I rarely left the house. Mm. And I was starting to think I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing. And then I thought about, it's like, wait, I'm home every day in my office and I'm working nine to five like I'm on the phone on the computer whatever working my ass off and I was like oh I'm working just as hard I don't have to leave so then I was allowing myself to have evenings and have my weekends and I would I would spend a Saturday Sunday just at the house and not do anything I was like and I'm not gonna do anything I'm just gonna be here yeah and and watch football and watch this or you know And and I started to understand that my energy had changed from that ripping and running busy to no, I'm busy, but mm-hmm. I'm busy at the house. And when I need to be out, I'm out, you know, like, you know, today I had like a long ass day and whatnot, but you're like, but if I don't have to, I'm going to be at the house and, you know, and working. And so I now allow myself to have that, to have that relaxation. Like, you know what? I want to stay home and, and chill on the Saturday. That's so good. And not have this feeling like got to go do something. And so that I would say is something that I've changed and adapted to in less than the last hundred days, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that. And and that is definitely going to, you know, go a long way um, in taking care of myself and self-care. Yes. Because that allows me time to do things like, you know, set a schedule to like, you know, go to the gym, set a schedule to eat better regularly, you know, get sleep regularly. All these things that we need to do, right? Yeah. I now have the, the time to schedule that because before and my life was so erratic as far as i don't know what i was gonna if you ask me what are you gonna do tomorrow i don't know like i kind of <laughs> know but i don't know <laughs> taking it day to day taking a day to day i used to tell people you know my life is written in pencil mm, you could change at any it, moment just think about you know me coming here today right it, this was very impromptu mm-hmm. <laughs> we I had talked about it earlier in the week i was like oh i'm we good did. on friday then i hit you yesterday i'm yeah, not good on I'm friday good. then i hit you at three o'clock I'm kind of good. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll take it. That that was my life prior to. Today yeah. was like a microcosm Got of my it. life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I just have very few days like this. So I would say that'd be the biggest thing that I've allowed myself to grow into post-cancer is self-care. And it's okay to relax. Relax. See, and I'm glad you're making those adjustments mm-hmm. because I do believe that stress is a big part to why you know cancer grows yes and i think my cancer was due to stress more than diet personally personally yeah you know post-divorce fam you know single dad starting a business you know after a divorce i mean all kind of just you know my backstage was a mess let me just tell you Mm. (laughs) but you know what my my you know my stage presence was great but behind the scenes you know i just had to get my life back in order yeah so there's a lot of stress a lot of stress Going back to the chemotherapy part, how was that experience? It was, um, ended up being the worst thing that I'd ever gone through. Um, mm. b- but in the middle of it, 
about eight rounds in is when it became the worst thing. Up until then, my divorce was still worse. <laughs> and then about the eighth round, I'm like, okay, chemo, you got it. <laughs> you got the number one spot. You you got it, you know. Um and it was just because the way it works is it just builds on itself, you know. Each yeah. round, you know, just built is building on what the last round did and whatnot. And so, um it got to the point where I was taking two different kind of chemo drugs mm. and they had to take me off of the harsher one the last like fourth of my treatments. Cause they were so concerned that I was gonna have permanent nerve damage. Isn't that what's <laughs> crazy about chemo? It is literally like poisoning and radiating your body. Yeah, it's it's yeah, they're literally killing cells. Killing cells to kill mm-hmm. cancer. I mean, and you know, chemo used to kill people back in the day. Like we've had enough advancement where it's like it's no longer doing that to the same degree, but yeah, no, it's it's harsh. It's hard on the body. And you know, when I would sit in, you know, in in the in the room to get it and I would look at the other patients cuz one of the things that for me Mm. that's my other phone sorry one of the things um is i never accepted the fact that i had cancer Mm. like spiritually i never accepted it i i accepted it to go through the the, through the process of you know of of fighting it and whatnot like i didn't fight my doctors on anything but i never owned it i never was like oh what was this me i have cancer to this day i can see a cancer commercial on tv right and i'll be like damn man people are really going through it forgetting that i had it myself that was you at yeah. one point <laughs> and so i would see people in in the in the room getting you know their version their variations of of treatment and whatnot yeah and they looked really really sick it's like man they they need to help these people these people need help and i'm like thinking i'm fine i'm good you know what i'm saying so you know like i said I, I had a different mentality thought process like i said it was it started from a great prognosis but and then you know i'm such an even kill person in general the way i reacted and this is this is really no lie the way i reacted to the news that i i had cancer was the same way i reacted to head getting a tv gig oh wow what's the next step <laughs> Literally, that was my, it was like, okay, so what's next? You know? Yeah. So I don't celebrate my, my, you know, my wins, but I also don't dwell in my losses. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it's good or bad. It just is, you know, I am who I am. And so, you know, I just never, like I said, really dwelled in, in that. I just was like, it was very functional. Okay. Have the surgery, do this, do that, and do the colonoscopy, do the CT scan. You know what I'm saying? It's just... This is how I look at it. And so, um, but no, the chemo was definitely the worst thing I've ever been through. Wow. But you didn't throw up. No, didn't throw up. Experienced some harsh na- nausea. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point, um, like, I, I don't, I've never been one to, like, smoke weed or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I did take edibles a few times. Oh, okay. Just, just to help me get to sleep mm-hmm. on some of the really bad days. Yeah. But I only did them, like, three times. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, I just dug it out. Um, my saving grace, you know, they, they, they tell you all these different, like, remedies, like, drink ginger tea, eat ginger gummies, all these. Mm-hmm. Ginger tea was fine. Ginger gummies was trash. Um, <laughs> the thing that actually saved me was I'm a big, like, gummy bear fan, mm-hmm. and it was Rite Aid store brand gummy bears. <laughs> Rite Aid specifically? Specifically. Wow. Store, other gummy bears were good, but my youngest daughter would walk down to there's like a ride at like 
just a few blocks from the house she would walk down and give me like the big bag of it and mm. i would just sit in my bed and just eat those <laughs> eat those and I, you know <laughs> and that would that would literally like kind of like calm my stomach a little bit so i could just kind of like survive wow mm-hmm. so but could you eat for real outside of the yeah, gummy bears? i would eat my my appetite was lessened but okay. i would you know like yeah even with the nausea i would still eat um just not you know i didn't have the same ferocious appetite but i also didn't have like oh i didn't eat all day no i ate mm. throughout the whole thing just just lesson well yeah naturally mm-hmm. yeah it's like you're not gonna feel like so eating. i didn't have the same that same you know how people were like oh they can't eat i can't no no i could eat food didn't taste quite the same yeah because of the side effects so i couldn't taste everything so um and then like a and i drank a lot of room temperature carbonated drinks ew <laughs> i would have just drank water if that's the case couldn't water oh. flat water made me nauseous i didn't have regular water for six months damn so what the carbonated like? i would drink carbonated water Ooh. Yeah, you had to survive, I, had to survive. <laughs> I couldn't drink f- flat water and i couldn't drink anything cold wow mm-hmm you said it was like glass. No, it was like electricity. Oh, electricity. The, the, the actual feeling is, do you remember eating like Pop Rocks as a kid? Do you mm-hmm. So imagine Pop Rocks times like, 10 throughout your body. No, thank you. <laughs> that, that crackly. Just like my whole body is just going through it. Absolutely not. Because you had a sip of Coke. <laughs> it's like if you had the Sprite at McDonald's. Like yeah, it's, it's like the, exactly. Carbonation. That's what chemo. Drink that Sprite. That's what. <laughs> that's the side that's effect. What it was like drinking water for you. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, it was it was unbelievable. You know, it wow. and I I for, I would forget certain like side effects, and my mom would would be like would remind me. It's like, well, you remember like how dark your skin got? Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, you know, your skin changed a little. Oh bit. yeah, and my hands. So you see how like my hands look normal? Imagine yeah. those looking like they'd look gray. Mm. Not I mean like gray, you know, and they'd be peeling. Oh wow! Yeah, the skin was it was because the body's trying to get chemo is a, is a poison, and the body's trying to get rid of it, right? Yeah. So it's all these different ways. So your skin peeling, your eyes running, your nose running, trying to get this toxin out of you and whatnot. Like my eyes, it looked like I was watching, you know, sad romantic movies or something like that because my eyes would just water all day, and I was like, I was just constantly crying, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm not crying. Like against your will. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> it's just, you know. Involuntary tears. Just tears flowing from my eyes. And whatnot. so, yeah, uh. it was. Those are just kind of like the things. And, you know, I forget sometimes. And then I'm like reminded. It's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Wow. But, you know, I'm very, uh, like I said, I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. Um, I had the I had the experience that I had. I know other people have much worse, harsher experiences. Many don't make it. Many don't live. I mean. Yeah. And. And. As the Aries in me wants to like talk shit and be like, I beat cancer and I whooped its ass. I don't say that because so many people lose people and out of respect, I try to be very mindful of, I'm very blessed that I won, you know, saying because, you know, there's people who, you know, someone lost someone today, you know, due to cancer. So, you know, I, I try to be very mindful of that, but I, you know, I'm very, like I said, aware, like I was dealt a very good hand. And well, I, when people say they beat cancer to me, that's kind of tricky because can't it come back? It can come back. It's it can really come back. It's a remission period. Mm-hmm. It can come back. And you're just, you know, hoping it just I'm stays hoping, there. exactly. So that's why, I mean, I get the term, but I also like it, 
you know, when someone says they beat it, I know people who had it again, mm-hmm. especially with breast cancer. That's a that's a t- common one, but very common. Colon cancer, I would say, is the next biggest one that I know people who've had, especially in their older uh, grandparents and stuff. And that's the thing. You're not old. No. You're not old at all. So it's like, wow, if it really is stress-induced, maybe coupled with you know health and other aspects, and maybe is cancer hereditary in your family or? No. Wow. No. So... No, you just never know. Never know. You never know. I, I. That's why I believe it was like stress and me just putting the stress in the pit of my, like spiritual in the pit of my stomach in a sense, right? That's real. I've no, taken I've, a stress class and yeah, no, no. Body. I, I really believe it was due to stress and I'm me just stuffing it and stuffing it and stuffing it and I was stuffing it here and yeah, it, and it manifested in, in my, in my colon and whatnot. Damn. Mm-hmm. So is your this is like a TMI, but is your digestive system okay now mm-hmm. or okay what's <laughs> i was like did stuff well, change <laughs> to to further explain that so where the tumor was there's a valve in your colon that separates the uh, um the fluid from the solid in a oh, sense okay okay there's so there's like a valve well my tumor was on that valve so they had to take that valve out okay so i don't have that valve anymore but what's interesting is the colon's like yeah we'll just figure it out and just figured it out and just does it's just working just fine Great. And the doctor says, like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. I'm like, well, it seems like if I had the valve, I would need the valve. You know? He's like, nah, he says the, the, it'll, it'll, it'll self-correct. It's like how we have an appendix mm-hmm. and you don't really need it. And it can I, well, burst and I will say this, you. though. <laughs> in addition to the TMI, the first uh, five days after the surgery, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to be back to normal. Let's just say that. I mean, it was rough it was rough <laughs> i can only imagine it was it was it, think of like food poisoning without being sick you know what i'm saying yeah it was yes. rough and then it just fixes and then one day it's like oh yeah no we got it and this fixes stuff i'm like oh i'm back to normal like nothing happened wow you know the body is a beautiful thing body's amazing it's crazy how it can fix itself but the fact that cancer exists it can deplete everything mm-hmm. your energy your your resources that you make for yourself, it can all go away real quick. But I'm happy you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that everything worked out. Um, I'm glad you're realizing self-care and it's important. Yes. In my big age, I'm well, I'm, um, I'm, I realize how important it is. It's like, yeah, we do need to. Now, nah, I still to. haven't taken a vacation in forever, but you know, we'll get to there. And you know, if you have to work your way up to a vacation, fine. But, R&R is real. Mm-hmm. Rest and relaxation. Take those moments where you are at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that. It is. So. Like not even doing household stuff. Just literally doing nothing. Just chilling. sitting there doing nothing. Doing nothing. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That was my New Year's. I wasn't doing much at all. Well, that's <laughs> my New Year's every year. I don't ever. <laughs> oh, well then. So you know. Yeah. So, okay. As far as your... Well, your checkups now, I'm assuming you have to go to your doctor's Yeah, it's like quarterly, though. Oh, it's only quarterly. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's good. As long as you're going. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm you going. Know, that and, definitely changes. And we're literally talking about nothing. Got you it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there's nothing different. There's nothing, you know. You know, we just go chit-chat for 10 minutes and I leave. And that's how you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to take anything longer because no. it's like, okay, what's wrong? I'm happy that it's, you know, that. And, you know, and then however often I have to do whatever they ask me to do, I do that, you know. Yeah. And then just keep it pushing and then go give blood 
once a quarter to, you know, so they can run that. So, mm-hmm. oh, you're doing your blood work. Yeah, I do oh, my okay. blood work quarterly. I thought you were like giving blood to a blood. No, 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 no. Beautiful. <laughs> my uh, my my tests that they have to you know have to run all those panels. Yeah. And so yeah, no, I I don't. I'm a I'm a good patient. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can get me to be a patient. That sounds so hard headed. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna debate you. I mean, you know, um, I don't know. It's just the thing is, is I can just deal with so much that I think, oh, this is. I'll get to this. It's it's the. I'll get to that. Yeah. I'll get to that. You know, I have this pile of stuff over here that I gotta, you know, deal with, and I'll, 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 I'll get to that. You know, and so because you know there's all the people that I have to, you know, work with professionally that I handle a lot of stuff, but then it's just, you know, head of a household. There's a lot of people that I have to take care of and whatnot. And, you know, and every, every day everyone has more that they need from me. Yeah. <clears throat> more that they need from me. And I'm like, all right, okay, I'll get to you. I'll get to you. So the person that's last at the end of all of that is always me. And so that's why I'm so, it's like, okay, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But I'm better at that now. I'm no yes. I, I would hope so. You have to prioritize you mm-hmm. in order to even give yourself to all the yes. other people and things. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I'm much better. I am I am much better. Okay. And I, I see the uh the benefit of the medical profession. And yes, mm-hmm. and then going to the doctor guys, mm-hmm. it's really men that don't want to go and I need y'all to like really acknowledge whatever hurts, even if it's a little thing, and just go. Make the appointment. Like mm-hmm. you said, it takes like a month, especially now. It took three months for me to go see a dermatologist, which was so insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't get appointments. You can't. Anymore. Good luck. So, I I feel like just don't play with your health, and really prioritize like your moments to decompress. We're all very busy people. Mm-hmm. If you're anything like Salas and you're working <laughs> nonstop, then yeah. you do. You should. You really should just take those moments of just not doing anything. Or going away, taking a trip, whatever you want to do, whatever feels good, really. Exactly. You have to acknowledge those moments. So. And let me also throw out there that um, for men and women, but especially men, younger men, mm-hmm. don't be afraid or have a phobia of the colonoscopy. You know, mm-hmm. does not challenge your manhood in any way. And the worst part of it, let me tell you, is not the procedure. That's nothing because you're like you're knocked out, aren't you? Or you know, the, or if you're not completely knocked out, they give you like this uh, twilight where you're like, like heavily sedated. Okay. You know, so yeah. you're like awake, but you you don't really feel anything, and you, it's it, you feel like you're asleep and whatnot. Yeah. The worst part is the preparation for it that day before. Yes. That is that terrible. Liquid. <laughs> yeah. So like my cleaning cleaning yourself out. That's the worst part. But yeah, get your colonoscopy and. Don't let them tell you to wait till 50, you know, black people, not black men, black people should go probably even before 40. I heard 35. You can start. Mm-hmm. So. I would, you know, I would suggest doing it. It's not a fun process, but it's like two days. And then you have all that peace of mind. And yeah. if they catch something early, you have so much better chance of overcoming it. 100%. Stop playing about your health. That's it. Stop playing. So you might have to get something stuck up in there. It's all right. <laughs> but you're asleep. But you're sleepy. You're sleepyish. Right. You're not gonna really remember it. Mm-mm. It's totally fine. Were you sore? No, you don't feel anything. Perfect. See? No, I mean no, it's literally No recovery. 
no, there's really like no like no issue because like I said, you wake up and you don't even realize that you even had a procedure. Yeah. You know, I would say, you know, getting the IV is the is the worst part than than the actual procedure. An IV, mm-hmm. you know, like in your in your hand or in your um, yeah, you know, just that because they're never really sometimes good at. Find the, the vein. vein. <laughs> yeah, I have the small vein problem. So I have like, big veins, and they struggle. And it's like, yo, it's like it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> what are we doing? You know, or if you're having a you know tough day that day, and they go through your hand. Going through the hand is the worst. That oof. have you ever had them go through your hand? No, but that sounds like because it's just it's just that's no that's not fun Mm-mm. the hand anyway that's gonna be worse than the actual procedure. Let me just say so. Get the procedure. Make sure your insurance covers it. You know, and if a doctor's gonna tell you. It's not needed. They're probably not a black doctor. And mm. and you say, you know what? No harm in scheduling one. Yeah. Or getting a, sec- a second opinion. Mm-hmm. See multiple yeah. doctors. After 35, around 40, definitely go get that first one. For peace of mind purposes. Yes. If you care about yourself and your family and your future, do these things. Okay. Wow, Silas. That was very informative. I didn't think we were going to like <laughs> have such a great podcast. <laughs> this was great. We talked about everything. I'm, I, 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 oh, that's my okay. Kettle. Sorry. Um, I thought you were one of those black people who don't change your uh, fire alarm. Imagine. No, no. It's good. <laughs> um, no, I told you I can talk about anything. I'm an open book. It's, you know, it's, it's whatever you want to discuss. I can literally, you know, talk about anything and everything. And everything is on the table, you know, with me. So... Yeah. Um, I didn't think you were going to actually, you know, pull my card and have me, you know, pull up. But here I am. And I'm glad you enjoyed this conversation. And I'm thankful that you pulled up. You're amazing. And you're a man of your word. I am. Am- you said you were going to come. You're like, we're going to figure this out. And I'm like, OK, whenever, whenever you're free. <laughs> it's it's very important in my life that yeah. I, I do honor my word. We that's all we have in life is our, our word, and our reputation. Right. And one of the reasons why I'm so well admired and liked and whatnot is because I have done so much for people very quietly and been reliable. If they asked me for something, I did it. You know, if they mentioned they needed something, I took care of it. So, yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am and I'm always humble that anyone wants to have a conversation with me. You know, I think my life is very you know, mundane and routine and people are like, no, I want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, all right. I don't know what you want to talk about. Because <laughs> I don't think it's that great, but everyone else thinks it's something worth talking about. I will always feel honored and humbled by that. So thank you for having me on. Mm, thanks, Silas. <laughs> well, Silas, we're going to wrap up. Is there anything you want to share with the people that you have going on right now? Um, There's things I would love to be able to share, but I'm oh. in the midst of still working them out. And so some announcements should be coming, uh, I would hope. I would hope one within a month and the second one within the first quarter. Um, Oh, actually, wait, maybe a couple within the first quarter. Anyway, there's a few things that I am working on. Yes, I'm I'm working on. um, And I hope to, you know, wrap them up and announce them shortly. Uh, Other than that, just, you know, just my day to day, just doing all the things that I do for all the people that I do it for. You heard that? That listen, he's saying when the ink dries and the mm-hmm. contract is signed, we'll be knowing of what these projects are. Yeah, contracts matter now. Lawyers are involved. You know, Ooh. when you get the lawyers and, and it's like, yeah, okay, it's a big deal. And, and things move at like molasses, you know, because mm. of that. So, got to honor that, work through that. But yes, there, there, 2023 should be quite the year. 
I love should be that. quite the year. Yes. Do you want the people to follow you on social media? Uh, yes. You know, um, okay. I I talk a lot on Twitter, um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Salis Money S A L L I S M O N E Y, and Instagram is the same. Um, I'm not quite the uh, influencer, but you know, I'll post here and there. I mean, when you're not posting about yourself, you have superstar clients. Yes, so. and I do try to make sure that people are aware of what they have going on. Oh yes. You give their shine, mm-hmm. so it's beautiful. Okay. Well, as always, you can follow me at girlwhat underscore pod or my personal page, Danielle Denise LA. Thanks for listening.